Welcome to Control C, the podcast where friends get together to discuss, enjoy, and talk rap about movies. Movies! Today, we're going to be reviewing The Dark Tower, directed by Nikola Arso, uh, and screenplay by Akiva Goldsman, Jeff Pinker, Anders Thomas Jensen, and uh, Nikola also helped with that, and it's based off of The Dark Tower by Stephen King. Um, before anybody else on this podcast says it, um, it is a western. This one actually is considered a sci-fi it western. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's considered a sci-fi fantasy western. Okay. And I figured after all the crap I got for westerns last see? time. Well, I mean, the dude was a cowboy, a black cowboy, man. He was a gunslinger. He was a yeah. cowboy, the way he moved. Cowboy. <laughs> cowboy movements. I really wish we could film you doing cowboy <laughs> movements right now. I mean, that was intense. <clears throat> that was the- <laughs> I was I was a little more Entertained by Chris and before anybody says it, like we were gonna say anything. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it, guys. You guys never let me live anything down, and that's probably one of them. That is not a lot. I mean, that is not. A... I mean, if we're talking about black cowboys, I probably pr- would have preferred the sheriff from Blazing Saddles. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, b- the Dark Tower, based on the book, um, it's. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, please feel free to correct us uh, over on our Facebook page. This book is based on what essentially ties all of Stephen King's books together. I believe that the tower is essentially the center of all the universes. And there's a lot of uh, Easter eggs within this movie to kind of support that theory as well. But before we get into any of that, I wanted to go ahead and kind of gauge what you guys thought about the film. I was completely disappointed. Really? That bad? Mm-hmm. I, I cleaned the house while I was watching it. Like, I started work. I, was, I can't remember if I was telling... I think it was I was telling Ray earlier. Um, when, you, when you're watching a movie and you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to work instead. That's the kind of movie this was for me. Oh, that's disappointing. It just... It was... I want to go read the book because I know that the book was better. There's a lot of differences in the book. There's, I, I found several of them that are yeah, fairly I interesting, just, and some of them that I don't understand why they changed it at all. I just, I don't, I think that there's a lot missing. I can agree with that. Because even though I was, you know, like three quarters paying attention, there were some things that I'm like, okay, so I feel like we we walked in halfway into a story. And they didn't explain as much as they could have. We did. I can agree with that. I can sort of see what what was like. What's one of the things that made you feel that way? What's the tower? Why do we care? Who's the man? Who's the man in black? What's the end goal? Are they trying to survive? Are they trying to you know take over a world? Like, yeah, there was kind of no aim in that regard in terms of what the plan was. I know the tower they did describe. The tower is supposed to be. Like I said, the center of all universes. It it holds everything together. Everything is connected to it one way or another. They didn't explain how. They didn't explain why. They didn't get into that. That they didn't do. The men in black, he was just the men in black. They never explained it. Ray called him the devil a second ago. I happen to agree. I think that he is the devil. Yeah, Yeah. I I think he's not like you know the god and Satan type devil, but that he's the devil essentially, or or death. Yeah, you know, coming to kind of get everybody. But I couldn't figure out any of any anyone's motivations. I was like this kid. So the sorcerer, the sorcerer, 
killed the gunslinger's family, the other gunslingers, whatever. So I get wanting revenge on that, but it just didn't seem... I didn't understand the Man in Black's motivation for anything. I didn't either. Other than just... Find the boy with the most shine to destroy the tower. But never really explained what happens if the tower comes down or what yeah, what's going to cause everything. I don't know, but that and that's the problem. I mean, that's it's... that's the issue that she's having. Yeah. It's that they didn't even u- explain it. Yeah, they didn't even use a sentence to kind of put that at ease. Mm-hmm. So I agree. There's there's plenty plenty of holes in this film. Um, I feel like and I don't know. I feel like if he were so powerful that he could just tell you to stop breathing, he probably could. Just like I if he's that how. powerful, why can't he just say portal? Stay open. Yeah. They also never explained where he got his powers to right. kind of figure out why he's so powerful to do everything else but can't destroy the did tower. They ever, yeah. Did they ever explain why the powers didn't work in the gunslinger? No, that's another just hole that, just that they within don't. the story. Just that he somehow has allusion to his magics. And and that's and that's fine because, you know, You've had uh, heroes in other movies and books and whatever who are like that, where they just happen to be the chosen one who is immune to the dark forces of whatever. So that didn't bother me so much as the rest well, of it. You know why it bothered me? It's because they kept pointing it out. Yeah. That, that's the part that bothered me. It's that, that part. Well, he's, he's immune to it. Why are you crazy. immune to it? Why doesn't it affect you? And also because he survived... Because based on that power, while all the other gunslingers were killed by just hey stop breathing, yeah, you know what I mean. So it's kind of it's one of those things that it's like, if you're gonna point it out that much, give us the answer to it, right? You know, I kind of I stand in terms of the film. I enjoyed anything that didn't involve speaking, <laughs> <clears throat> and the reason for that is not that they're bad actors. Edris, uh, Edris Elba is amazing. Yeah, I think he did an amazing job with his acting, even in his, his speech parts. But I was more just focused on the action. Yeah, I was focused on him shooting. I was focused on him displaying his powers as a gunslinger. Right. You know, like the very first time you see him, it's when um, the kid gets taken away, and you see him close his eyes and just basically focus all of his energy into hearing where the child is once he hears the kid is hearing the heartbeat of the person who took him and just randomly blindly aiming somewhere and then you know killing him that was awesome toward the end of the film during the final battle where he's reloading his pistols and he's like loading the bullets in the middle of the air by swinging his guns down i wish i could do that (laughs) you know what i mean I liked that aspect, but I do feel you, and I agree with you. It seemed to be very empty in terms of causality. Causality. A is you know A plus B will equal C because of whatever, and that that is the problem I had. Also, I don't feel like we knew enough about the gunslingers to know why we should care as much as everybody else did, and I kind of feel like it would have been smart to have something like a movie prior or at least a bigger section explaining the gunslingers or even just kind of like a general general explanation as something is happening and what made this kid be so special Mm -hmm. what made him have all that strength so i was confused about why why the why children were being picked to go into this machine to go glow i was like okay what's the purpose of that you know i couldn't figure that out and then 
so a lot of the things for me, it was just, I was like, I don't understand what's going on. I don't get it. I mean, overall, the scenes with the gunslinger, I really did enjoy. I did like the fact that his gun was Excalibur. I did like that fact. Oh, yeah, that that was really cool. I really... But then it also gave me more questions, and it made me want more of a gunslinger movie to find out how the hell did King Arthur's sword somehow end up melted into guns and into the hands of this random gunslinger. Mm-hmm. Is he a descendant of Arthur's? You know what I mean? Yeah. It would have been cool to have a little more backstory in that regard. But yeah, I mean, overall, <clears throat> overall I liked the movie, but it's not one of those I didn't pay 100% attention to. I got a lot more crocheting done during yeah. this movie <laughs> than I have in the past. <laughs> yeah, okay, so... We've kind of talked about a little bit about the stuff that we didn't quite like. Um, actually, before we move on, I did I did finally find the list because I had it here somewhere um, of what universes are connected. Mm-hmm. So essentially, in regards to the Dark Tower. In regards to the Dark Tower. So in the movie and the books. Yes. Oh, okay. So the Dark Tower is essentially a collection of eight books, and it's connecting several mm-hmm. universes. Um, it's connecting the book Bag of Bones, the Talisman, Black House, the Stand, Everything's Eventual, From Buick, Eight, Hearts in Atlantis, Insomnia, The Eyes of the Dragon, uh, Samlin's Lot, and um, Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot. It, The Mist, and The Shining. <laughs> That's why if you if you look at it, there's there's Easter eggs to kind of like, you know, show you the whole deal with it being in there. There's like different clown references in the beginning when they're lost in the woods. Um, but we'll get a little more into the Easter I feel Easter like I need to later. watch the movie again just Me to too. see the Easter eggs. You could, but here's... nice to actually kind of know. Sometimes sometimes it's actually worth finding information about a movie Before beforehand. Yeah. Because I would have liked to actually know that. I probably would have paid a little bit more attention to it. But yes. I mean, I lost focus within a few minutes of the movie, fortunately. See, this one, the reference to it is basically a big uh, set piece in the film uh, that features uh, the rundown amusement park. And then Roland has no idea what the old amusement park rides are. So it's one of those, like, there's, like, little hints here and there. Nothing that specifically, like... There was an amusement park in this movie? Yeah. yeah. A run-down amusement park. It was toward the beginning when they first got to um, I'm thinking mid, the same Midworld, thing, like, Midland. <clears throat> yeah. One of okay. that spider-looking thing, whatever the f- that shit was, was attacking them. Maybe I was in the bathroom or something, because I have no memory of that whatsoever. You definitely weren't vacuuming. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, because you did say yesterday. You had I know. Thank you. <laughs> so, we've, we've covered the negative parts, but I'd like to go ahead and cover a little bit of the, of the good parts, if anybody did have any. Like I said, I really like the action sequences in this film. I really like the way the film was shot, as well. I think... In like terms of wait, 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 wait. what do you mean you like the way it was shot? I like the way it was shot in terms of the filtering that was used, the, the look, the aesthetic of the gotcha. film itself. So the cinematography, the cinematography of it, the, 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 the photography of it as well. It was it was beautiful in that regard. I liked I like kind of the mixture of you know the the old timey with the new mm-hmm. back and forth when they were switching back and forth between worlds, right? And I did enjoy the special effects. I think the special effects were pretty good um, in that regard. They they didn't look cheap. They didn't look fake. They actually seemed fairly believable. Um, did you guys have any parts that you actually enjoyed? 
or something that stood out to you that you were like, you know what? Maybe I should give this movie another chance. <clears throat> or did did it have nothing in your interest at all whatsoever? The credits. <clears throat> the credits made you watch it. Want to watch it again? <laughs> no, honestly, the the scenes when he's reloading and the action scenes. That's about it, really. Because that final boss, <laughs> the final boss battle. I'm talking about like a video game. That <laughs> final, <laughs> that final battle was pretty was pretty cool. I think. Yeah, the way he tricked him, that was pretty cool. So I thought it was kind of fun when he was in um, in the hospital. <laughs> and he's like, oh, they're going to do this. They're going to do, oh, no, thank you. Here you go. And he gives him gold and walks out. <laughs> and then he takes all the pills at once. He's like, wow, these are pretty good. <laughs> so there, there was, you know, little scenes here and there that were quite enjoyable. I liked it when he was trying to, when they were robbing the um, the gun shop. And yeah. he's like, and he sees those that belt thing. And he's like, and that right there. <laughs> Does your world have guns? Yes. What about bullets? They're very rare here. Oh, you're gonna love our world. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but but yeah. Weren't, weren't his bullets special? <clears throat> his bullets. His bullets were just bullets. It's just in their world in Midland. It's in Midworld. I, I can't remember what it's called right now. I'm having a blank. Um. But they're very rare. The resources there for bullets are rare. So that's part of why he has to be sure to take the right shot every time so he's not just wasting bullets. But that's also why whenever you gave him 10,000 bullets, he's just going crazy (laughs) and clearing an entire room by himself. So you want to know, this is going to, it's a little cheesy. Hmm. But one of my favorite parts of the movie was actually the saying, was actually what he kept, the the creed that they had. The, I do not aim with my hand. He who aims with his hand has forgotten the face of his father. I aim with my eye. I do not shoot with my hand. He who shoots with his hand has forgotten the face of his father. I shoot with my mind. I do not kill with my gun. He who kills with his gun has forgotten the face of his father. I kill with my heart. And then at the end you're here. Wait. I forgot. <laughs> That's what you get for trying to mock me. No, I wasn't mocking you. I wasn't mocking you. You're in good hands with it, Allstate. <clears throat> Yes. <laughs> yes, Chris. Made I made comment. that comment, dude. It was it, it was one and for anybody who didn't catch that, the gunslinger's dad is the guy from the Austin commercial. <laughs> so, <laughs> the very first time when he said it, when he, the very first time it was both of them saying it, I said the exact same thing you said. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is not sponsored by Austin. Oh, um, I wish it was. <laughs> it would awesome. be nice. <laughs> so, yeah. is there anything else that stood out to you guys that you were like, "Holy hell, that's you know, that made it or that made it suck"? Um, <laughs> okay, I, where did you cue out? Like, what made you be like, "All right, I guess I can clean while I'm doing this"? Um, <clears throat> the kid, <laughs> the kid bothered me for some reason. Why? What about him? Now I have my issues with the kid too, but so, I kind of want to. So it's completely aesthetic, and it's he looks like that weird kid from Weeds. Yeah, mm-hmm. he does. The little kid that grew up, and he grew up so tall and lanky, and like got even weirder looking. He looks like a meth child preemie baby. Well, I wasn't gonna say that, but <laughs> he he looks like that kid. But I know that that the Weeds guy is like a grown up, and he's you know not a kid anymore. But seeing this person on the screen looking so much like him, it was just 
it was messing with my head. And then Matthew, I also felt like Matthew McConaughey didn't fully commit to being evil. I feel like he could have done a much better job. He's of actually being just evil. kind of regular Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, just like, I a, like but I don't Matthew even McConaughey from like Days and Confused. I don't even. Yeah, I just I don't. <laughs> I didn't necessarily believe he was evil, other than through his actions. Yeah, the, I the way he speaks, he spoke, and everything. Just, yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty much just him being a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's what I'm saying. Guy is, being a dude. I didn't feel I didn't feel like he committed to the whole evil thing, but he pro- mm-hmm. if he had, it would have been a lot better. I think he's got it in him to do it. He just didn't. So do you think it's a lack of direction, or do you think that it's more because of the script? I think it's probably more of the script. Fair enough. Or both. Because you can, you can have the character in you, and you can have good direction, but if the words aren't right, it's just and the setting isn't right, it's just not gonna, just not gonna work. <clears throat> Fair enough. Anybody else had anything else that made you check? What made you check out, Cece? I was have to say the kid. For some, really? Yeah, for some reason, I was just like, <clears throat> okay. Um, man, I understand. And that was the other thing, too. He was having an issue, but they never went into exactly what happened. His dad wasn't there. Then his dad you know, they did. His dad died in a yeah. fire. Yeah. Was yeah, it in a, a fire? firefighter? Yeah, he was a oh, firefighter. Right. He died... He died uh, from my understanding, and I, again, I could be wrong in this particular part. He died part. walking in the wrong room. <laughs> he, he died trying to rescue somebody. He died as a hero. Mm-hmm. So, so they showed the newspaper clippings of him dying as a hero and stuff. To be fair, not all firefighters are heroes. But I, I'm going to insert crickets into yeah. that <laughs> into that section of. Normally, whenever we have really, whenever we have really long pregnant pauses. I like to uh, edit those so they're not too long. I'm going to leave this one the way it is, and I'm just going to insert crickets through it. Yeah, you should, because that was hilarious. Thanks, guys. (laughs) (laughs) But um, the way the father or the stepdad treated the the son, just despised that guy. I was just like... Which is why it was so disappointing when he died. Yeah. Because I hated him so much. But it was just so disappointing. Yeah, stop breathing. And then you don't even see him choking on the floor. He just he goes just directly drops. for the mother and he just drops. Because he's so, you know, if you're going to make him that much of an antagonist for the kid, then you have to at least, you know, acknowledge the death. I understand that, you know, it's just another death for the sorcerer dude, Man in Black. So he's like, okay, whatever, moving on to my next thing. But mm-hmm. but it is, it, it is a pivotal character because he's the one who is trying to get rid of him. Yeah. Realistically. And that actually brings us to one of the differences from the book. In the book, his parents actually like him, and his dad is actually not dead. There is no stepdad. Okay. His dads are actually together. And instead of being kind of like middle, lower class type mm-hmm. of a deal, they're actually rich. Like, they're actually very well off. And he it, it seems like his parents like him, but they kind of ignore him. Mm-hmm. They're very They're more concerned about their wealth. His mom is the most concerned, very much like the movie. Right. She's more concerned than his actual father. Um, but him leaving is more based on the fact in the books over his parents not paying attention to him versus, you know, I have nothing to go back for. They're they're gonna they're hunting me down and they're trying to send me away. Right. You know what I mean? I kind of feel to some extent that 
killing his father was unnecessary well, yeah. for the film. <clears throat> I think it would have had the same effect whether his dad was alive or dead. They're really the only time you ever really see his father be any sort of point in this film is that's kind of you know why he's motivated, why he's having issues, and when the nightmare started. But at the same time, they show him when he's one of the the dark creatures comes in and try, is trying to kill him. Aside from that, he has no importance. Realistically, they could have done the exact same thing if his father was alive, and again, rich instead of you know a hero firefighter. Mm-hmm. So. Did you find out why they made that big change? No, unfortunately, I wasn't able to find why. I mean, it's one of those cases to where... Make the character is more relatable to the audience. I guess. But even then, I mean, it, it would have been nice just for him to be a normal little boy who just happened to have these weird dreams. No reason to be having these dreams. That would have probably made a little bit more of a better plot because... Why are you having these dreams? Right. Why are you doing this when you have no tragics in your life? The movie would be longer if you had a seemingly normal kid who were ha- who's having these uh, troubling dreams. No, I mean basically, if you put in the exact same plot that's going on now with <clears throat> just a boy that had a mom and a dad, and that would just wake up in the middle of the night with night sweats for no reason. Yeah. I mean, I think it probably would have been, not necessarily much better, but it would have been um, the killing the dad off could be the reason for these dreams. But if you give that reason away, yeah, it would still it, work. It would still work. Especially because, this part I forgot, but I just reread it too. His dad dying a hero sure gave him the reason for the nightmares, but in the book, his dad is apparently, he can barely remember his son's name, and he's addicted to cocaine. Oh, lovely. So, they could have still taken that route of, you know, bad father mm-hmm. and still been able to get the exact same result in my eyes right. that they did with the story that they actually portrayed. Whether dad, dad died or not, the nightmares could be from his dad being the way that he is, you know? I, unfortunately, I don't know why they make those changes. It's just one of those cases where every, we all know books and movies, they're never quite exactly the same. And the ones that are closer to, a lot of people still complain. So nobody's ever going to be fully happy about it. Well, you know, as we said in previous podcasts, um, there is no way to take a movie or a book and put it into 100% of a movie. Yeah. And you have the inner dialogues, the descriptions of items, and... I mean, you, you've got much more details going on in the book that if you tried to get into a movie would be yeah. just ridiculous. You know, and it, it just, it'd be boring. <laughs> Did you find any other trivia on it? Oh, I found a lot of trivia on it and stuff. I was just trying to, I was trying to let you finish. I didn't know if somebody was going to say something. Well, I started re- or listening to, I found an audio, a free audio book for um, the first Dark Tower. And I got about halfway through it, and the first book was all about vampires. So I'm what? like, first off, I'm like, am I already reading the right book or not? I don't think not? you are. <laughs> so I think I might want to double check that again. I, I think you should, because I'm pretty sure that's not right. <laughs> but it had the Dark Tower picture on it. I mean, it. there's like eight Dark Tower books, though. Mm-hmm. So there may be vampires at some point, but it's definitely not the first one. The first one's Gunslinger. Okay. Then I might have been reading the wrong Dark Tower, <laughs> or listening to the wrong Dark Tower. Another one of the changes that they made to, um, since we're talking about changes from the book and the movie, 
You know the town they ran into? Where they saw the medium that was able to tell that yes. his shine was brightest or whatever. That town was apparently originally all children. And they were all children with shine, with different psychic powers. And of course, funny enough, with a age-old tradition or the age-old um, myth that twins are the most powerful because they share a psychic bond. You know, so if you have a set of twins that are both psychic, they're going to, to be a lot stronger. So I I guess realistically in, in that situation, I think that the only reason why the town wasn't really all children probably had to do something more with like SAG-AFTRA, sag oh my God, I can't say it. The um, unions, <laughs> I'll just say it that way. The actors' unions and guilds, right. when it comes to working with children, because it just makes it a lot more difficult. It probably would have made the shooting a little more expensive. I think that's the reason behind that change. But I don't think it really makes... I mean, I don't think it's really of consequence in that regard. But, yeah. And also, too, apparently, Roland's goal is not the tower. Um, the gunslinger that we meet in the film has forsaken his duty to protect the tower, uh, just dedicate himself on revenge... Um, but in the book, apparently, um, the gunslinger is a man of a single mind, and there's nothing more important than protecting the tower. So apparently, that's also one of the key differences. So, <laughs> I love the face that Ray has on right now. What's wrong, Ray? Tell me what 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 are you feeling about this movie? I'm not feeling nothing. Nothing at all. Yeah, no interest. No, no like. No hate. Just. The fight, and that's it. Yeah. I enjoy the fighting scenes, the uh, action scenes, and that was about it. Fair enough. So, yeah. Did we guys want to get into some of the Easter eggs? Because these are actually kind of neat. Yeah. Sure. Well, you're going to have to tell us the Easter eggs because I didn't see any of them. <laughs> I, I probably saw them. I just didn't pay attention. All right. So, early in the film, Jake is forced into therapy because of the visions he's having. So, in the therapist's office, when they there's a move of the camera, basically you see a picture that shows the Overlook Hotel from The Shining. And one of the Easter eggs from it, we already talked about the rundown amusement park. <clears throat> but when the shot goes open, you actually do see a sign that says Pennywise. Uh, it has a clown with the balloons, uh, you know, printed on it essentially. <clears throat> we see the man in black holding. Um, a copy of Misery's Child, so that's a reference to Misery. Um, there is, of course, the reference of 1408, where the number just continues to show through uh, every of King's works. There is a references to Children of the Corn. There's references to Cujo. There's references to Mr. Mercedes and Christine. In regards to Cujo, that's the weakest one because, again, it's just basically a dog on screen. So you think it's the weakest one? I think it. I think it is. Yes, because. And again, knowing Cujo, I just wouldn't have put two and two together. I I, I get it's for so the diehard fan. Here's my counterpoint. You go to these superhero movies that we all go to. Of course. And we a week later you get, see some article online. The 12 Easter eggs you may have missed. And you know what? You missed every goddamn one of them. Because you're not, paying, you're not looking for Easter eggs. You're watching the movie. Ooh, right? she so motherfucker. No, not really, because I do catch a lot, but I do miss a lot, too. So what I'm saying is, like, that I do miss. when it comes to a Stephen King movie, someone who is, like, <clears throat> a religiously thing. read every single book, watched every single movie multiple times, because there's people out there who are like that, who Stephen King is their fandom, they would probably have noticed Cujo. Yep. 
So I don't it's necessarily think it's the weakest one. It's just one of the ones that we probably wouldn't put two and two together because, because it is not, just a dog. Right. But for a Stephen fan, <clears throat> Stephen King fan, they're like, oh, my God, did you see Cujo? I guess weak is the wrong choice of words. I guess what I should have said is the easiest <laughs> one to miss. See, I would have thought the easiest one to miss was the hotel on the therapist's Yeah, That one also, that one was also very, very hard to catch. Uh, The hardest would be Pennywise. Just kidding. kidding. (laughs) Relax. But you didn't get it? (laughs) Did it then? Yeah. 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 Sorry. I got you. I got you. (laughs) But I'm tits. So yeah, any any other thoughts about the film? Anything that I wanted it to be better. I mean, as far as it action goes, it was good. But yeah. as far as story and shit goes, me. Okay, it, so then improvements. We know that some of the improvements could have probably been helped in terms of information that's missing. Probably better. What right? else do you think could have been improved? The dialogue. You had an issue with the dialogue. Like, I don't remember any of it. Like, it's completely... Let's see, it's not my fault that you were cleaning. What is the quotation marks for? Because <laughs> you were cleaning. He's basically saying your house is dirty. I didn't... <laughs> no, wait. I didn't say it's dirty. I'm going by what you said yesterday. I haven't vacuumed in like two weeks or so. I think she said two no. years. I did no, not no, say no, two no. years. She, didn't say two years. she said since the last time we I recorded. Said since the last time you guys were here, which was a month ago. But I also haven't been here for like a week and a half of that. Huh? You haven't been here for a week and a half? Where have you been staying? <laughs> you stupid motherfucker. When do you like to know? Don't remember this. Yeah, it's because you had to work. No, that's because you don't read your freaking group chat. Serious. <laughs> I do sometimes. <clears throat> Actually, no, I don't I don't really read it. I just kind of reply whatever I think is funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so, in terms of improving... Yes. I kind of wanted to go through to... I, I know, I'm, going, I'm trying to get us back no, on no, track. No, 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 because you both at the same time, I was like, all right, so, so who's going to talk? I was, he's talking. Oh, okay. He took lead. Sorry. Yeah, are you going to let him do that to you? I know, yes. Right? It's a woman's yes, world, I... Kristen. You don't have to. <laughs> Where's the pill? <laughs> he's got them all. I know. <laughs> I can't throw many of them. So in terms of improving the film, one of the trivia that I found is actually... People who were up for the role of the gunslinger that weren't Idris Elba. Okay. Daniel Craig, Christian Bale, Vigo Mortensen, mm-hmm. Javier Bardem, and Mads Mikkelsen. I would have gone with Chris, Christian Bale. No. What about, really? You think Christian Bale would have been better than Idris Elba? No, not, I'm not saying You know that. who I think would have been best? What? No. <laughs> I don't know, Ooh. but I'm sure it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> Heath Ledger. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was coming. Yep. <laughs> He would have been good as one of the gunslinger. Oh, no, I thought you were talking about as the evil dude. Yeah, I, I could have cast Heath the Ledger man in black as the man in black. Absolutely. Yeah, oh, I yeah. totally would have seen that. Yeah, that I hey, think it would have been a bit him? more intense too. Why didn't they call him? What do you think? Oh my god! I'm gonna throw a pillow at him. I'm gonna go in the bedroom real quick and grab Ow. a pillow. There you go. Thank <laughs> you, Ray. <laughs> Ray for the save. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah, I just I I think I would have recast the kid. I would have wanted Matthew McConaughey to be just 
<laughs> actually committed to the character instead of just reciting lines. I wonder Matthew McConaughey to be the kid. That's what the she was gonna say. For whatever you said Matthew McConaughey, but I thought of like Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin as a kid would have been classic. If he were the, still the kid. If Macaulay Culkin was still a kid, he would not have been a good kid in this. Oh, no. yeah, he definitely would have been. No. no. So many shenanigans. It's not really a shenanigan movie, though. <clears throat> yeah, but it could have been. Yeah, what you're thinking, you're thinking of Home Alone in a different world. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not how this works. Right. I hated the Home Alone movies, yeah. <clears throat> that's a whole other issue altogether. From, uh, Stranger Things. Which one? Which kid? There's the, a lot of them, man. Okay, so the one from Stranger Things, that wasn't it, too. I can't remember okay. his name. The main character. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, maybe. maybe. Possibly. I would have believed... Part of the issue that I had with the kid is that he didn't seem as conflicted as they were trying to make us believe. Yeah. As in, like, sure, he's been through this tragedy. Sure, he's been depressed. Yes, he's dealing with a whole mess of stuff. But I kind of didn't believe that it was really as big of a problem as they made it seem. Kind of like yeah. he should have been at a level 10 sadness, but he was more like at a level 6. <laughs> if that makes any sense. I was even thinking a little bit lower. Because to me, he just didn't sell the emotions. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many movies he's played before. <clears throat> or anything like that, but it was just one of those. You just seem so nonchalant about everything. Granted, yes, I know that you wake up again from a nightmare that you've had godzillions of times and so with that, but it just just seemed so nonchalant about it. Yeah. Uh, you want to know one of the things that one of the trivia things? <clears throat> excuse me, that I found that makes me a little sad. It's um. <laughs> Some of the references that they wanted to put in didn't make it in. What do you mean by references? References to other uh, Stephen King books, but apparently there was a copyright issues with it. Was there really? Yeah, which you wouldn't think considering that it's Stephen King and Stephen King owns the books. But I'm assuming it has something to do with the publishers of the books. You know what I mean? Depending on who published what book or what, what. I know I just said what, what. How far into your research did you get there? What do you mean? Did you know they're making a TV series? Wait, what? I did not. So I went on IMDb to look up the kid to see what else he had been in and, you know, whatever. And it pulls up Dark Tower and then it says, Dark Tower TV series 2018-2. Idris Elba is in it again. In the TV series. So it says, television series based on Stephen King's novel Wizard and Glass will serve as a prequel to the Dark Tower film. That? And then, as a trivia, hmm. it says, according to Stephen King, as of October 2017, the series will be a complete reboot and not connected to the film adaptation. Interesting. But it's still going... I wonder yeah. if it's more of a miniseries than... Let me Google some more. While like you, a full while TV you show. Finish that thought. Yeah, no, sadly, I didn't, I didn't see that. Man, now I feel bad that I missed that. Shit. Yeah, I know I do. That would be okay. That's an interesting take. Maybe, well, this is the opportunity maybe that we were missing for them to go back and explain a little more, yeah. for them to show more of the gunslingers. If if it's something that is multi seasonal, you know, then okay, spend the entire first season 
building up more on the gunslinger and the kid prior to them even meeting, prior to them even being transported. You know what I mean? Fill in the gaps that weren't able to be filled out in the movie. Because, unfortunately, with movies, the time restraint is a lot bigger. I mean, you're looking at some of these TV shows are 40 minutes or, you know, plus. And at least, you know, depending on whether they go with Netflix or who they go with, 13 episodes. You know what I mean? You're you're looking at a comparison of, you know, 10 to 11 hours versus just an hour and a half to two hours. A lot more time to elaborate everything. You were saying, Lindsay? Um, Yeah, it says it was supposed to be a spinoff and... Now it's looking at like it might not be connected at all. Um, and then it says, uh, this is a article on digitalspy.com. It says, earlier this year, King opened up about why The Dark Tower failed to work as a film. Um, the major challenge was to do a film based on a series of books that's really long. The other part of the decision to do was that they decided to do a PG-13 feature adaptation but the books are incredibly violent and graphic. So, yeah, that's another thing. If they would have gone rated R, they probably would have been able to tell a lot more. more. And also be a lot more gruesome, which probably would have appealed to a lot of audiences that were expecting something like that from King. Yeah. <clears throat> to an extent, making it PG-13, sure, it opens us up. It opens it up for families to be able to take their children, or at least their older children, to watch it. Yeah. But it's just it sacrifices too much. So... It's kind of like a comparison of trying to do, you know, trying to try to do a PG or PG thirteen Deadpool versus a rated R Deadpool. You know, yeah. It just I says wonder, it's in development. It doesn't say which um, which network is doing it. Yeah, that's a shame. I wonder if that could have been one of the um, issues because it was so because it doesn't it didn't feel like a Stephen King movie to me. I mean, I know he's got a lot of different books out there and stuff like that, but they're all very. I know I wasn't expecting an It movie or a Cujo movie or anything like that. It just seemed so flat mm-hmm. compared to some of his other works. I mean, even... I mean, I'm, I can say this now because we just recently watched It not too long ago, the original It. That had more oomph than this Dark Tower series. Yeah. Or this Dark Tower movie. So I wonder if it was just me watching this movie going, this is a Stephen King book and going, well, that was disappointing. <laughs> okay, so then <clears throat> let's take it back in comparison to another Stephen King book that just got redone, It. In comparison to how they did It versus how they did Dark Tower. Are you talking about the new It? The new It. Do you feel that the new It was, like, did it give you the Stephen King feel versus no. this one? Nope. Not at all. <clears throat> you know, that's ca- that's we already weird. talked about this. The we did. It was more a comedy. We did, but... I mean, it has it, it things, but it was more of a comedy than anything else. It didn't feel like the original It. Mm-hmm. Like, on the original It, you could be, like... I'm not saying, like, scared, scared, but, you know, you could be... A little bit terrified, and the new one, you're like, eh. Yeah. So then, also, I'm wondering too, is it because we already know the stories and we're grown ups now, and it's not as scary anymore? Oh no, it's still. No. I mean, when watching the the original one, the original it, I still had the, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god, oh god. But and then the new it, you're like, okay, that was over. <laughs> no. Hmm. 
So I don't know if it's just because of the buildup that the original it had versus the new one. Granted, I like both movies, but I just feel like I look at the original it. I look at Cujo. I look at, oh God, I can't even, the, the birds, the shining. I mean, all the other movies that are out there. Children of the corn. And, you know, as you're that watching it, it just, you feel this build up and you, and it just keeps going. And then all of a sudden you're there and you're like, oh, that was awesome. And this one was just kind of like, oh, there's you, this guy that is shining that you put into this tower and does something. You know, it was very. You're, uh, you are kind of right. I kind of see that when you put it that way, you're right. It does come flat mm-hmm. because. Even with the new it, there is a buildup. There is a sense of, um, for lack of a better term, climbing up a mountain, mm-hmm. reaching the peak, and then you know reaching the conclusion. So, so really, wasn't much in uh, the dark the mountain. They have a word. They have two words that you're looking for: peak and climax. Yes, I know, but I couldn't think of them. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you know, but there really was no development phase. There really was nothing. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I guess the stakes didn't feel real. I felt like we started watching the second movie versus a first movie. Where, you know, all right, remember the old VHS tapes where you'd put it yeah. in and you'd have... Sorry. Go ahead. Do you remember the, the VHS tapes where you'd actually have two VHSs and you had to put tape one in and tape two in? I honestly felt like we were watching the tape second two. Half of it, yeah. Because it was just like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you know, it was just, you just walked into the storyline. Now, granted, I know that a lot of the movies, they don't have the time. What? <laughs> you walked right into the climax. There was no foreplay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know how that does not go good. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you did. I just felt like you just started watching tape two. And it just... It was. It was flat. I hate to keep saying it, but I just. I mean, it, it, it is what it is, and it is how you feel. I mean, mm-hmm. we have to. When reviewing these films, we have to kind of be honest. I mean, we we watch the films, we sit through them, and if they can't hold our attention, we have to be honest about it, and we we have to call it for what it is, regardless. Yeah. And in, in a situation, for example, you may enjoy it more than I can, but we we still have to be, mm-hmm. you know, as as forefront as we can with it. Okay, and on that note, Sith, let's go ahead and let's rate the film with uh, our new rating system. So, Ray, what would you give the film? Two out of five bullets. All right, Billy? One out of five dead firefighters. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Lindsay? Two out of five shiny-ass portals. Shiny-ass portals. <laughs> <laughs> now I have a picture of his portal being shiny. I love how you guys are actually like doing the out of five, because honestly, I think it would be quite inconsiderate to our listeners. To not mention that it is out of five. It's super awesome of you guys. Well, then, let's do it this way. One gunslinger out of four. Okay. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and give it three shinies. It was meh. All right, guys. So thank you very much for joining us on this episode of the Review for the Dark Tower. Remember, we have an episode every Monday. 
Uh, make sure to go check us out on podcast services everywhere. Go ahead while you're there. Go ahead and subscribe. That way you get all the episodes sent right to your phone or right to your device. You don't have to go looking for it. And while you're there, go ahead and drop us a rating and give us a review. Feel free to tell us any suggestions of what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show. Feel free to be honest. Um, make sure to check us out at geekandcast.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at GeekNCast as well. And make sure to go check out our Facebook group and all our other social media, Instagram and everything. So thank you to our cast, Cece. Goodbye. Lindsay. See ya. Billy. Fuck off. And Ray. Laters. Thank you very much. I was your host, Chris. See you next week. Bye.